0: Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby doo, wow, Ben and Mariah. Ah, wow, wow, wow. With Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. It is your host, James, and I have. My beautiful co host, my buddy, my best friend, the gorgeous Thomas the Plant with me. Welcome, everybody. I am back. I was away last week. I went to Suffolk to see my mommy for her birthday. It was lovely. Spent a bit of time at the fam. My bestie came up and spent some time with me as well. And it was just nice getting away. It was just nice being out of town and being away. And it was just it was just lovely. It was a great, 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 great week. Um and we did Putt putt on Saturday or adventure golf um and played a murder mystery game. It was really lovely. It was a really nice week. And then of course come back to this week. It's a short week in the UK this week. And today I went and had my hair done. I must say, as a girl, I'm sure girls will relate. I don't know if boys can. I I can't vouch for the lovely men that may listen to my podcast. But us girls love to have our hair done. Uh, you just feel so pretty afterwards. And I at Christmas time, and the subsequently the hair the hair was cut after that, I was going to a new hairdresser. So my mom had found a hairdresser near her. She was charging like 96 pounds. Now in London, a hair cut and color with a blow dry, you're looking at 170 pounds, 200 plus if you're going to a really decent salon, which I was. Um, so this lady that my mom started going to was charging like 94 pounds or something, which is a massive difference for me. So even if I just got a train up to my mom, had my hair done, spent a couple of days with my mom, have a cuddle with her and come back, I was like, I'm saving money well i don't think i was saving for quality and i just the last two times i've had my hair done my hair is just looking more and more yellow because i have my hair blonde at the moment i i'm actually a natural brunette but my hair is blonde and the reason is because i'm getting so gray i've gone gray really young so i am hiding the grays um so the blonde sort of does that and it it like allows for me to sort of like break in between my hairstyles and all of that i am considering going back to brunette though i actually spoke i'll i'll, I'll get there i'll get there i'll get to that story anyway so the last time i went to december the hair looked nice i thought it was great i went back again and i thought she made my hair far too yellow she didn't blend it well she didn't do color well and i really didn't like it to the point that I've literally worn my hair up for like 10 weeks because I couldn't stand the style. And because she made it so yellow, the minute it sort of growing out, I had this like block of dark and then the, the color, it just looked tremendous. I got to my, so I've gone back to my old hairdresser, tail between my legs, apologizing that I've cheated on her. And she's like, I could tell you cheated on me because you haven't been here. And like, my best friend goes there. And she's like, I ask Kendall every time where you are. And then she said to me, I'm one of her favorite customers. And she was really sad that I've gone. So I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm back. I'm back forever. And my goodness, did one appointment with her. My hair looks incredible again. It looks great. It really, really does look pretty. So I'm happy cat again. My hair is back to being pretty. And I've sworn to her I will never cheat on her ever, ever again. I would much rather pay more money and go and have my hair done with somebody that looks amazing um, and just feel pretty again. So, But anyway, so we, I said to her, because I'm, I'm quite a dark natural brunette. And um, when I moved to the UK, I sort of started going blonder and blonder. But I have been blonde for a really long time now. And I am debating going back to being a brunette. And she said to me, she doesn't think the regrowth will be that that bad. And um, it might be worth actually changing my hair color. So I'm considering it. I might go dark. So I'll keep you guys posted. I, I mean, obviously, my hair is now fine for another 10 weeks. And then I'll have my hair done again. And then another 10 weeks after that is my brother's wedding. So I'll do my hair for that. But it's the in, here in the UK where I live. I live in London, as I've mentioned. It is the Jubilee weekend. It is a very big deal in the UK. Um, and basically, you know, the Jubilee, I actually was looking it up today because I thought it was quite interesting. And I found some 10 facts. I found 10 facts about the Jubilee. And I thought, well, I'm going to share it. It's a, it's a really iconic week. I, I don't know if that's the right word. Um But it's, it's a, you know, the weekend of the Platinum Jubilee for the Queen. It's Queen uh, Elizabeth II. She's been Queen for 70 years. So that is what a Jubilee is. It's, it's, the Jubilee is a special anniversary of an event, especially one celebrated 25 or 50 years of a reign or activity. So you get the Silver Jubilee, which is 25, the 25th anniversary. Ruby, which is the 40th gold, which is the 50th diamond, which is the 60th sapphire, which is the 65th. In platinum which is the 70th and we have the platinum jubilee and i think it's really iconic because i don't think the queen has much longer really sadly i don't want her to go you know we love her in england but she's not getting any younger you know so i think this one is a really significant uh milestone and it is something to be celebrated i'm british i live in england i have british citizenship i have a british passport now and I've embraced the British culture, so I'm British. So, um, you know, I'm I'm very patriotic these days as well. And the first British monarch that ever marked a jubilee in a significant way was was King George the Third. So he was the first British monarch to mark a jubilee, um, and I believe that was the Golden Jubilee. So it was 25th of October 1809, marked the 49th anniversary of it of his accession and his entrance into the 50th year of his reign. So King George V was the first British monarch um, in history to celebrate a silver jubilee, and that was done on the 6th of March 1935 to mark 25 years. Um, And he was a British dominance in the Empire of India, was the first ever silver jubilee of a British monarch in history. And then Queen Elizabeth II celebrated a silver jubilee in 1977, And her ruby in 1992, her golden jubilee in 2002, her diamond jubilee in 2012, and her sapphire jubilee in 2017. So, the London Underground now has a line called the Queen, uh, after the Queen Silver Jubilee, and we've um, the jubilee line is actually named after that. And now we've just had the Elizabeth line open, which is our new underground service, so it's like a purple color, it's very cool. Uh, I haven't been on it yet because I'm sure it's brand new trains and a brand new line, but I haven't actually, I haven't needed to go anywhere that requires Elizabeth line yet. So, um, but the Jubilee color is like a light gray to represent the silver color of the Jubilee itself. If, if you've ever been to London, I didn't know that until today. So I learned something. And the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II will be the first British monarch to celebrate a platinum Jubilee. And I don't think you know if thinking about it i don't think there'll ever be anybody else that will um i think as time goes on the monarch becomes less and less of relevance and i i really doubt if this if this milestone in history would ever repeat itself it would be quite interesting to find out but, but her Diamond Jubilee was also the world's largest outdoor party. So the Queen Elizabeth Diamond Jubilee was aligned with the world's largest outdoor party and more than a million people lined the banks of the Thames to watch a thousand boats sail down the river. And there will be four days of public celebration for the Queen for us here. It starts on Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So we've got a four-day weekend coming up for us. Um, and... It's sort of an opportunity for the communities and people throughout the United Kingdom to come together and celebrate this um, absolutely historic milestone. So I'm very patriotic this week. And if you are in the UK, you are here for the celebration. I thought I'd give you some parties and things to consider if you are wanting to do touristy stuff. You know, for us locals, we are just going to have like parties in our garden and sort of like hang out at home. But The Bankside Open Space Festival party is on Friday, um, and it's a free street party with three stages of live music. Um, There's stalls, there's activities. It's running up and down Union Street, and it sort of has like an art installation near the Crossbone Graveyard. So there'll be DJs and performance and street kid crafts. Uh, Marleybone Sports Garden, there's food, there's activities. So there is a lot to do in sort of like the Marleybone area. Borough Market's got stuff going on from Thursday until Sunday and they're going to celebrate with food for the Queen and sort of like things along there. Barrow Market's beautiful, by the way. If you're, in, if you're in England, you have to go to Barrow Market. It's definitely, a, like, a really cool thing to go and have a look at. Uh, St. James of Bermondsey, That's, um, you know, there's something for every day of the week. They're going to be doing, like, craft beer clubs. They're going to sort of have – so Monday, I think, is craft beer. Tuesday's games night. Wednesday's a DJ. Thursday's themed playlist. It's like British hits throughout the years. Friday will be – first Friday, so Prosecco uh saturday jubilee concert sunday there'll be a quiz so there's so much stuff to do there and that's saint james of bermondsey it's very cool um there's a jubilee sky afternoon tea at shangri la that's something very cool to do um they sort of have miniature chocolate and raspberries shard to share sort of things and they'll have delicious jubilee themed ice creams like the queen of pearl and things like that um then there'll be Malta Street Market, um, Maltby Street Market, I want to say that right, M-A-L-T-B-Y, Maltby Street Market, they're going to have a three-day market there, Uh, Jubilee Exhibition at the Imperial War Museum, so if you go into the, if you pop into the Imperial War Museum, they'll have a landmark new exhibition on the crown and conflict and the portrait of the Queen in wartime, so it's something a little bit more historic, it's actually a beautiful picture, Um, The Queen's Platinum Jubilee at Pottersfield Park. They're going to celebrate with the local residents. And sort of they'll warm you up with a free glass of Prosecco and a New Orleans style band called the Doolily Tap. So they'll sort of be doing stuff there. There's the Dance at Bermondsey Social Club. That's um, electro acid infused house and techno. If you're into that sort of thing. Um, and then along the South bank, there is going to be loads of stuff happening along the South bank. Uh, there's five days of sort of parties. They're going to be doing all sorts of stuff along the bank. I would really recommend that they're going to have dances and, um, you know, they'll, they'll have so many stuff going along there, but quite honestly, anything in London this weekend would be something to have a look at. Um, it's definitely going to be a massive celebration it's going to be very patriotic anywhere you go so and i'm going to stop talking about the uk because most of my listeners aren't going to be here you aren't involved and you're at home probably working all week while we're celebrating the queen so i had the strangest dream last night i dreamt that my partner drowned me in a shallow bath and i it was a very strange dream I was leaning over the bath and then suddenly I was lying in the bath and realized that I could drown that way and he was whole, I don't know it was really strange very very strange dream so I thought dreams actually can sometimes be significant and they don't necessarily mean the things that you dream <laughs> you know if you dream of snakes you're dreaming of something else so the significance of dreams and what they can represent. I think for the majority of dreams can be an ongoing part of our lives. If I watch anything scary, I'm such a, I'm such a pathetic child. I literally have nightmares. I, I can't watch scary things at night uh, because my brain, I sleep so heavily. I dream pretty much every night. I'm a very good sleeper, very heavy sleeper. So things that happen to me before I go to sleep, I generally dream about. And no, I wasn't drowned, so I don't understand where that comes from. Um, but I do dream quite quite a lot. So, and I, you know, I dream about family, I dream about friends, I dream about like a lot of things that are going on and a lot of things that are impacting me. I dream on a, a, about as well. Um, so I do think that there is. I think it's your brain's way of filing things. It's your brain's way of like thinking about stuff. You know. Um, there's different theories on dreams and their significance and I think Sigmund Freud referred to dreams as being the royal road to the unconscious and he believed that they held huge significance to unconscious thoughts, feelings and even desires. So throughout our working lives we have a tendency to push into the depth of our minds, these thoughts, these feelings, these ideas that maybe disrupt or shock or worry some of us even. But I think our unconscious mind is like an unlocked vault, and you know, I think nothing we place there is truly hidden from view. I think the significant or even like distressing thoughts and ideas that we have can sort of show themselves in a variety of ways in our dreams. So why do we dream? And I found this so fascinating to look up. um You know, there's so many different studies and like into dreams and dreams, and there's no like exact reason why we dream. It's clear that. There's an enormous amount of neurological activity occurring during sleep, especially during like our REM sleep. But there's a period of sleep that happens in the cycle of about 90 to 120 minutes, usually during the latter half of a, of a night's sleep, where it suggests that dreams can be crucial to our emotions and our mental health. And it can maybe mean that we can solve problems or deal with emotions and thoughts. And I th- dreams can play like a really important role in your functioning psychology so I think maybe like do we benefit from understanding our dreams and sort of understanding the meaning behind it do we maybe think too much into it and somebody's made up a reason because we need to make up a reason it's hard to say so I think some people need to need to see dreams as important in their life. Some people don't. So dreaming is a highly personal and significant sort of individual thing because you can't pass on your dreams to anybody else unless it was in your head and you remember it. You can't explain it to anybody else. So I think that I think it does have psychological influence and significance but also because I dream so much. So for me, it's something I do consistently. Whereas maybe somebody that doesn't dream as much as I do might not see the relevance to it. It's hard to say, but I think they give you clues to the areas of your life that require attention or maybe our significant relationships or aspects of ourselves that we're concerned about. I think the importance of dreams should be, should not be underestimated in my opinion. But it's my opinion, and it's my podcast so I can give my opinion. you know you guys might have a different opinion. you might have a different approach uh if you have any thoughts, I mean always DM me on uh just James podcast um just underscore James underscore podcast on instagram. I love I'd love to hear your thoughts on 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 things like that um but what I looked up as well is the most common dreams and possible uh interpretations. So I think one of the main ones is being chased. I often dream about like trying to punch somebody and then it, like the punch is like going through water and then I can't actually like hurt them and I'm trying to punch and it's not going anywhere. I have that dream quite a lot. Uh, but being chased is a very common dream and it's something to do with anxiety we experience. It can sort of inter, um, represent fear of us running from or fear of, of being chased these sort of dreams can help us understand that we might not be addressing something in our working life that requires our attention. Falling is a very common one. This dream can often be linked to insecurities and anxieties, which mean that something in your life is potentially out of your control. So you might feel that there is nothing you can do about it. It's You sort of have a sense of failure or a lack of control. Sometimes that can happen to you as well. Um dream about taking a test or having an interview i've never had that dream personally but apparently it's quite common so finding yourself running through an empty classroom or hall or building searching for somewhere you're supposed to be but you're unable to find it this is a common dream that's several different interpretations with familiar meanings it can represent a sense of being scrutinized judged or tested maybe you sense that you're not facing up to the challenges of your work life or you don't feel prepared to stand up to scrutiny. It can also mean something that you're neglecting or forgetting about. If you dream of flying, sometimes flying is a result of lucid dreaming, but not always. This sort of dream can mean that you're on top of the world in control of things that matter to you. Maybe you've recently gained some insight, knowledge, or new perspective. It can also represent strong, willing, confident, and undefeated. So I like that. Um, you know, some people work on dreams in therapy. Sometimes that can be really useful. But I just find it quite strange that I had such a vivid dream. And then as I woke up, I remembered it and thought about it. Um, so I thought I'd just share that with you guys as well. <laughs> my beautiful, beautiful friend phoned me today. She's going through a really tough time. Um, I'm not going to say too much because her and her partner listen to my podcast and they're just not having a great time. And I also think too much information i give would sort of really indicate to who i'm talking to and i it's i would rather not do that i'm just going to be a really good friend but i thought about helping somebody that deals with trauma with trauma and being there for a friend that's going through something quite traumatic and i think you know sometimes we have to be able to listen to them it's hard sometimes when you don't actually know what to say and you don't really know how to help but give them time you know let them talk at their own pace it's important not to pressure or rush your friends Focus on listening. Try and respect, you know, what they're choosing to share with you Um, and accept their feelings. Sometimes they just need to talk it out and you just need to be there and don't blame them or criticize their reactions. You know, they're coming to you because they're surviving something and they're going through something. And if you give them a a poor response, it's not going to help them get through that. So use the same wording that they use. People vary in how they prefer to describe their experiences. So Choose their words. Talk about their words. Being a victim. Being a survivor. Being you know what they interpret as themselves, and don't miss. Don't miss dismiss their experience. You know, for example, don't tell them not to worry about things that that or that it could be worse. Or sometimes you just have to like let somebody just deal with their trauma with their trauma, and only give advice if you're asked for it. I think it's really really important when you're dealing with somebody that's really struggling with something to um. To be there for them, to give them time. You know, they're dealing with something, you know, learn their triggers. It might help to ask if any situation or conversation might trigger or flashback different feelings. You know, for example, they might be particularly distressed by loud noises or arguments, and understand their triggers could help these situations and feel more prepared that they have a reaction such as like a flashback. I think sometimes it's really important to just be there for your friends. And I always bang on about how important friends are, but I really do mean it. I really do just wanna be there for my buddies. So hopefully that can help somebody in your life or somebody that's really struggling or something that you can be there for them and just be a good friend because sometimes we just need to be good friends. I am still obsessed with the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. And, guys, it's finished. It's literally done. I watched Closing Arguments last week, and I always felt lost. I was like, what's going to happen now? And I realized it's somebody's life, that they're putting their life on the line or on the line, and just being like, look, I'm standing up for myself. I'm tr- truly, truly on Johnny Depp's side. I think that he's telling the truth. I think she's an insane woman. I've been following a guy on TikTok that's, has been in the courtroom and then he's going back through stuff in the evening and telling us like how the jury reacted to things. He'd be like, juror two snuffed at this comment or juror blah, blah is completely clocked out. Juror six doesn't look at Amber anymore. Juror two, you know, and he's sort of like, I'm just making up stuff to give you an example. Um, But, he has been given sort of the jury's perspective and it's been quite interesting to watch him actually uh, and obviously understand where the jury is coming from. And it does appear that the jury doesn't believe her from his perspective. But it's one man trying to sell TikTok, you know, trying to get people to watch his TikTok. So I can't say yes, he's accurate. No, he's not because I don't know. But I think the final statement, you know, it will, will she... Go to jail for lying on the stand. I'm. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. You know, I think the case is not a criminal one, but instead it's classed as a civil trial. So that means that neither party is subjected to criminal charges. There's no criminal convictions. That, you know, arise for the outcome of the trial. But compared to criminal cases, civil suits have like a low burden of evidence. For proving the accusation. So what I mean by that is so like in criminal cases it must be proven beyond a reasonable doubt that the accused intended to like murder that specific person, for example. However, in a civil case, the judge must decide if the person is correct in all likelihood. So the thing is what I read the other day is that because they've asked the jury three specific questions although we can say yes she lied yes she's done this yes she's done that at the end of the day it comes down to defamation of character and it comes down to the to the op-ed doc um, article that she wrote so there's three main questions did she do this did she do this did she do this and in those specific three questions it could still come out that it wasn't necessarily, the article wasn't necessarily written about Johnny Depp, which I don't think he's going to truly win defamation of character. I think it's very, very, very difficult to prove. However, I do think he's, I think this was a marketing strategy wrapped in a lawsuit for him to gain his, you know, his, his public perception back. And I think his lawyers have done an exceptionally incredible job at doing that. And I think she has no credibility and I think he's won the hearts of the public and we're all talking about him. We're all, he, we're, it's, it's the main topic of conversation right now. And if anything, that's going to put him back on the top because I can't wait for his next movie. I see his nine Beetlejuice 2. I cannot wait. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to watch it because it's something that he's in now. After all of this, I'm now excited to watch a movie of his. I think that that's that was the outcome that he wanted and i think he's done an exceptional job at doing that and i think i think he's done what he what he went to do and whether he wins this trial or not i think he has proven that he's you know that he's actually an incredible person and i think that's all that was meant to be proved and i think that's exactly what has been proved that's my perspective i you know i I don't know I, I enjoyed the trial I really really did and I honestly like I feel like what's the next one <laughs> I want to watch the next series I think that's the, because we are so spoiled with so many series one after another we finish a great series we find a new one we finish that great series we find a new one We're we're so captivated by television these days and like stories and things I think it's almost like a, t- like a TV series. Like, the series has ended. We need season two. Oh, we need another series. And I'm almost, like, desperately trying to find something to watch at the moment. Because nothing has captivated me and created such a conversation piece for me than this trial. So, it's been really interesting that of, like, how it's actually really worked for, um. you know, for, for my attention span, if anything else at the moment. So, it's been really fascinating. But, yeah, I think let's see what happens you know let's um I feel for him I really really do I think that I think I think it was a very uh, toxic relationship and trust me I've been in toxic relationships I understand them I date I attract broken people and it's just like I think my nature is to repair and to mother and to protect and just be a nurturer I think it's just who I am but, uh, so yeah, I get it, but I've never been in an abusive relationship. Touch word, hands down. Like I've never, nobody's ever, ever raised a hand to me. I am a very strong-minded South African. I don't think anybody would be dumb enough to, and also my dad's six foot five. My brothers are six foot four and six foot three. There is no chance that any boy when I was growing up would ever risk the chance. And it was something that my dad really did teach me from a young age. And I do appreciate that. It's one of the things that really scared him was that somebody someday would actually raise a hand to me. So from a very young age, my dad was like, it's wrong. Boys must never hit you. You never hit boys. Boys must never hit you. You never hit boys. And I really, really do believe that. I really do believe, and I've never been in a relationship that that's abusive. Um, You know, I, I've, I've been quite, you know, there's so many people out there that, that have never had that, that fortune. But, but, I've I've never I've never and like my dad was always like if a boy hits you once you're out the door never again and I truly believe that if that ever happened to me I I certainly wouldn't stay but you know I just I just you also don't ever know what happens behind closed doors and I you can't say categorically 100% that it didn't happen maybe she freaking is telling us the truth and she's just not as smart on the stand as he is you never know But I do think that he is telling the truth. I really, really do. But guys, I'm going last week's conundrum. I cannot tell you if anybody got it right. I'm so sorry. I have not had a chance to look at my Instagram because I'm the worst podcaster on the world and I haven't checked my Instagram. I'm so sorry, guys. I will do better. I've been away. Um, I sort of put my phone down. I put my life down and just enjoyed the time with my family. And I literally scream back into town. I'm trying to like catch up with life again. So uh, that is my my bad. I'm so sorry. But let's start fresh this week. So last week's conundrum is: I turn once, what? I turn once, what is what is out will not get in. I turn again, what is in will not get out. What am I? And the answer to that was a key. So what kind of this week's conundrum is? Uh, what kind of coat is best put on wet? what kind of coat is best put on west no (laughs) what kind of coat is best put on wet not west um i don't have any new social media followers for you this week guys i've literally been so obsessed with the amber heard trial that a johnny depp trial i haven't followed anybody new i've literally stuck to following everybody that's discussing the Amber Heard trial and the Johnny Depp trial. I haven't watched anybody new. So I don't have any social media recommendations for you guys. I have been out of town. So Stone and Barnes is a tiny little uh, caravan park in um, a town called Patau, P- P- Patau. Peter, I I don't actually know how to pronounce it, Petah, P-E-T-T-A-U-G-H. So we played uh, Crazy Golf there the other day. They've got sort of like stalls and stands and stall, um, like a play area for the kids with a massive giant uh, jumping castle. It's a really great little family spot if you're looking for like a weekend away. And we had a wonderful game of putt-putt. I honestly enjoyed the Crazy Golf. I call it putt-putt because that's South African, but I don't know if the rest of the world calls it that. We had so much fun. It was a pirate-themed um, crazy golf, adventure golf, whatever you want to call it. It was so fun. So if you're looking for a little place to holiday, maybe a little place to have a little bit of activities, just family fun, highly recommend that. Definitely my shout-out is a good service for this week. Um, brilliant, brilliant time. I had so much fun with my family. Yes, I did win, so of course I had even more fun. But I must say, it really, really was was good fun. But music can be powerful. can be a really powerful motivator. And it can be as motivating as powerful quotes and, you know, interesting quotes. So this week, I want us to wake up, play a few happy songs that are going to start your day going well. Listen to productive music or Spotify or... Um, songs that are really gonna get your mindset for the week. And I want us to try an inch closer to motivating ourselves this week. Let's do something, let's let's change our mindset from the moment we wake up, make our beds, listen to some good music, get ready, and start the day with a really positive outlook. And I think that if we do that for the week, we'll start slowly, slowly, slowly just becoming slightly, slightly more motivated every day. So, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. I can't wait to chat to you next week. Goodbye. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the Plant.